I hail from Madurai. What is there to brag about this? Well, Madurai served as the capital of the Pandyas for about 1500 years. So if you knew the history of this ancient town, then you deserve all rights to brag about it. Also remember, Madurai was not only the capital of the Pandyas, but also of the Nayakas. Madurai reached a peak of glory during the rule of the most powerful. Hello everyone, I'm Ungar Anban Hamath. Today we'll be looking at the most glorious Nayaka kings of all, Thirumalai Nayaka. But before we get there, don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so yet. Thirumalai Nayaka was a 17th century ruler who came from the Telugu line of kings who once served as governors ruling on behalf of the Vijayanagara Empire. During his rule that spanned 36 glorious years, Madurai regained its significance and power. After the fall of the Chora kingdom in the 13th century, the later Pandya kingdom reached its peak of power. In the next 200 years, Tamaragam went through four major changes, eventually leading to the Nayaka kingdom. 1. In the 14th century, two Pandya princes fought for the throne after the death of their father. During this time, Alauddin Khalji of the Delhi Sultanate sent his general Malik Kafur to raid South India. After successfully plundering most of South India, taking advantage of the civil war in the Pandya kingdom, Malik Kafur raided Madurai and looted so much wealth. He left for Delhi, shattering the Pandya kingdom. Two. Mohammed bin Tughlaq of the Delhi Sultanate annexed the Pandya Empire and renamed it as the province of Mabar. 3. A few years later, the governor of Mabar province declared independence from the Delhi Sultanate and formed the Madurai Sultanate with Madurai as its capital. The Pandya kings were forced to leave Madurai and rule the Tenkasi area in the south. 4. With the rise of the Vijayanagara Empire, Madurai Sultanate was conquered and the Vijayanagara Emperor appointed his Nayak governors to rule on his behalf and pay tribute. Eventually, in the 16th century, Vijayanagara Empire declined and Thirumalai Nayaka became the first Madurai Nayaka ruler who made himself totally independent from it. His original name was Thirumalai Savari Nayinu Ayyalugaru. He was born to Muttu Krishnappa Nayaka in 1587 AD and he succeeded his brother Muttu Veerappa Nayaka. When he ascended the throne, Tiruchirappalli was his kingdom's capital, which he later shifted to Madurai. So Madurai changed hands multiple times and finally went into the safe hands of Thirumalai Nayaka. And that was the beginning of the most glorious period in the history of Madurai Nayaka Kingdom. His country was divided into smaller territories called Palayams, each of which was ruled by a Palayakarar who paid tax to the king by means of gold and rice. Each of the villages in the country was governed by a Natanmai. The chieftains of Ramnad, called the Sedupadis, were also subordinates to Thirumalai Nayaka. 
Raghunath Sethupathi was a loyal and staunch supporter of him. After ascending the throne, the first thing Tirumalai Nayaka did was to organize the defenses of his kingdom by constructing two fortresses and raising a huge army and preparing himself for wars from his enemies. As he had expected, the Mysore kingdom waged a war against him. Tirumalai Nayaka sent his commander Dalavai Ramapayyar to fight them. Ramapayyar and his troops fought valiantly, defeated the Mysore army and forced them to retreat to Mysore. Many of us may wonder, how do we know today about our kings and the glorious lives that they lived? Well, our kings were masters at documenting their history. Today, we know about them from inscriptions on temple walls and copper plate inscriptions. From the copper plate inscriptions of Tirumalai Nayaka's time, we learn many interesting things from his life. Tiger hunting was one of the pastimes of Tirumalai Nayaka. One day, when he went for hunting at Nagamalai near Madurai, a tiger was about to attack him. Noticing this, the palace security guard who accompanied the king killed the tiger using his Kalvedi gun and saved Nayaka's life. Tirumalai Nayaka poured his heart out in appreciation of his valor, instantly gave away the necklace he was wearing, gave him a feast and then took him to his palace and awarded him the position of the Natanmai or the village leader for Bagaikulam village. Tirumalai Nayaka was a patron of art and architecture. He is well known for his magnificent residence in Madurai called the Tirumalai Nayakar Mahal. This architectural marvel is a blend of Dravidian and Islamic architectural styles. Back in the times, this palace was four times larger than its current size, but only a few of the original buildings have survived today. Tirumalai Nayaka repaired, rebuilt and expanded the Madurai Meenakshiyaman Temple. He also built the Vasanta Mandapam, which is called Pudu Mandapam now. Unfortunately, Tirumalai Nayaka's Vasanta Mandapam has become a venue for a crowded market hosting textile and souvenir shops today. These shops hide from view the elaborate sculptures of gods and the statue of Tirumalai Nayaka himself. Even till this day, Madurai is well known for its Chitrai festival. But did you know who was the person who initiated the tradition of the Chitrai festival? Before his time, there were two main festivals celebrated in Madurai, the Meenakshi festival and the Aragar festival, which were celebrated separately at two different times. It was Tirumalai Nayaka who merged these two into a single event and called the celebrations Chitrai festival. This effectively united the Shaivites and the Vaishnavites of his country. One of the mysteries that remain unsolved till this day is the massive project he initiated to install humongous temple towers called Raya Gopurams in front of the temples from all over his kingdom up to Kanyakumari. For some unknown reason, only the foundations of these giant-sized Gopurams have been built and left unfinished. Had the construction of the Raya Gopuram of Madurai Meenakshi temple been finished, it would have been the tallest temple tower in India today. 
During the final years of Tirumalai Nayaka, the notorious War of the Gnosis was fought. The king of Mysore sent his army to invade the kingdom of Madurai. His army executed barbarian warfare methods of cutting off the noses of people. Tirumalai Nayaka was on his sickbed and hence sought the help of Raghunatha Setupati. 60,000 armed forces were gathered and with the Setupati leading them, Madurai was defended and the Mysore army was defeated. Tirumalai Nayaka's forces followed them to Mysore and the cruel methods practiced by the Mysore army were repeated to them. Even the king of Mysore lost his nose. By the time his successful army returned to Madurai, the mighty Tirumalai Nayaka was no more. Tirumalai Nayaka was a true warrior. He did not wage wars for making his kingdom larger or to annex others' territories. His wars were only to safeguard his own country and for the peaceful lives of his people. Tirumalai Nayaka will be remembered forever for his architectural marvels and for bringing back the glory of Madurai. Tirumalai Nayaka 